You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And you may consider it some sort of quiet season in college sports, but let me tell you, we got basketball We got bowl games. We got our best bets before we wrap up today. We're going to touch on all of them. We even got my man, John Martin, all the way out in Vegas. He had a killer case of insomnia, so he decided to treat himself to a couple of Raiders games twice in five days. So don't worry. Plenty of Zs for John now. Alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy, I am Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. You are locked in every Thursday night to the Odyssey Sports channel on youtube and of course we air friday nights and saturday mornings live coast to coast on the betql network and wherever you may be in the world on your odyssey app let's start with well rather than the sports book the courtroom how about this we got the text that flashed across our screen on wednesday afternoon our guy choppy was the first to notice it he said "Uh uh-oh here we go the two-time transfer rule has been, well, basically knocked down, at least for two weeks, by a federal district judge in northern West Virginia, about an hour down the road from me here, actually. He said, hey, no, 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 the NCAA can't be in charge of granting waivers for an undergrad making his second transfer. It's the NCAA. They're a disaster. We don't trust them to do anything right. So... Players who have made a second undergraduate transfer are immediately eligible. And we saw an impact right away. Last night, UNLV upsets number eight Creighton in Las Vegas. 79-64, they upset him good. Ten points from Kalen Boone in 31 minutes, who was just made eligible with this ruling yesterday afternoon. This weekend, we could see a number of games impacted, including, speaking of West Virginia, Raekwon Battle as the Mountaineers, as well as Noah Farrakhan. Both of those guys may be immediately eligible when they go up to Massachusetts to play the Minutemen. There will be countless others, I'm sure, Choppy, but the floodgates have opened, at least for the next two weeks. Those second-time transfers, they are immediately eligible to play. Man, if I'm Florida State, I'm petitioning the College Football Playoff Committee said, hey, can we get a transfer in here? Can we get Dylan Gabriel to come here for a weekend and we can go make this happen? Riley Leonard, where are you at, man? Can we get Malik Murphy? He's transferred out of Texas. Can we get him to do this? I, I am. Uh, I'm, I was floored by the decision. I mean, I, I, I guess we expected it, but it, uh, it the Wild West is going to happen. It, there is no doubt. Like, if chaos wasn't already here, uh, chaos is his – the plane's landed. Um, you know, it's – I have mixed feelings on this because, like you, sh- you know, I, I you should be able to go where you want to go, and if you don't like it somewhere, leave. But 
I also think just the idea of going somewhere every single year and just at the end of the year put yourself up to the highest bidder every year, and I think it's going to force schools to give out four-year contracts. Uh, you know, it's going to force schools to try to get these kids to sign contracts. The schools, I guess, are going to try to force the kids to sign contracts. Because it's not really it, – you can't really build your team. Uh, you, can't, you can't sustain it. You can build it this way for a year, but – Doing this every year, that's a wild way to go, man. Yeah, John, this is this is going to, you know, RJ alludes to the fact that it, it could open up year-to-year transfers in some cases. The thing I have an eye on more is that it's going to make it really hard for our purposes, <laughs> betting on games just the next couple of weeks, to look at, for example, guys walking onto the court for the first time, despite, you know, having been able to practice with teams for months now. Um, it, 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 you know, it kind of feeds into as well what we've talked a, a little bit about with bowl season as well. It's damned hard to figure out, you know, with guys going into the portal, guys opting out, what teams are going to look like basketball or football for just the next two weeks immediately. Like, do your homework, I guess, is, is I'm going to get up on my soapbox here for just a second and implore everyone before you make any bets, especially big ones, do your homework and find out who's playing and who's not because whether it's basketball with guys now being eligible or football with guys deciding to opt out or hit the portal, you don't know who's going to be available in the next couple of weeks for any of these games. Uh, yeah, uh, that is that is definitely uh, – I, I was at the uh, UNLV game last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, so I, I, was, I saw it, yeah, I saw it firsthand. Um, and I had Creighton, and, oh. and I was walking – I was walking out of the building saying, damn you, T.R.O. Cost me that. I mean, I'm so used to losing now. It's just like, you know, whatever. It's one more thing. Um, what's interesting, though, about, um, you know, all of this is that the NCAA is saying essentially that, you know, this is only this is this is only for two weeks. And that, you know, if this is revisited after these two weeks is up and, you know, ultimately we win in court, uh, you're you're going to lose a season of eligibility. Uh, if you play, you know, which I, I guess for those people, it's like, well, what do I have to lose? I already wasn't, you know, eligible to play anyway. But uh, right. this isn't, you know, this this is not necessarily, you know, the uh, the the end of this of this discussion. I mean, it's a temporary thing. You know, could it could it help a team for two weeks? You know, sure. But this is, you know, this is December. It's not March, and you know, there are calculations that you have to make as a basketball coach. You know, do we think this is going to ultimately result in our favor? You know, do we really think the NCAA is going to lose this? They do lose a lot. You already, you sort of have to make a bet there. Like, do I think, you know, that this is going to hold up or be extended and go on until the rest of the season? Or is it going to be, you know, you still know. So I, I, I know you, for UNLV, UNLV in this, in this instance stunk. They, they were a bad team headed nowhere. They have nothing to lose uh, and everything to gain by playing, you know. But if you're a, a team, you know, that is on, on track and you may want this guy to play, you know, in February or March and you don't have an answer yet and you're holding out hope, you know, I think that's an entirely different set of, of, of circumstances. So uh, it's, it's, it's nothing new. The NCAA making something very complicated as always. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is this judge uh, seemed very intent on not allowing there to be, uh, I'm going to use the wrong word. I'm going to say reprisal, but for example, if, Raekwon Battle goes out and plays for West Virginia for the next two weeks, and then 
the NCAA ends up winning their argument and uh, these guys, you know, will have played under what will then be, I guess, deemed illegal conditions or at least according to the NCAA legal conditions. Um, the judge uh, has ruled that they, they won't be able to, you know, strip those wins or um, hold these players accountable. It, it, it is. It's very sticky for the next couple of weeks. The next hearing is on uh, December 27th. And we'll see where it goes from there. But this this Judge Bailey um, in West Virginia seems intent on trying to take the NCAA down a peg or two or completely off their pedestal for the way they handled the Raekwon battle waiver case specifically and the way their waivers in general have been sort of applied willy-nilly, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, in the past, we'll see. I think I think this ends up being a, another a, another rung taken out for the NCAA, and eventually, there's not going to be anything left in the middle of the ladder, and it's just going to collapse. We'll yeah. see, but those things take time. Another thing we wanted to touch on before we get into just some, we, we touched very quickly on general early season college basketball takeaways last week towards the end of the show. Before we touch on them a little bit more specifically, this is hilarious to me. In that, what happened to Louisville basketball? Louisville basketball for years was a juggernaut, was a powerhouse. They are a disaster this year. And this Karan Davis transfer, no, I didn't ask for a transfer. Well, don't worry, you've been dismissed. Is he in trouble? No, he's not in trouble thing. Has been a giant disaster, John. And this program, I mean... Look, we've had coaches give press conferences earlier in the season, talk about guys didn't play because they didn't have the right tights to wear under their shorts. Louisville has become a disaster, man. And I don't know, with the ACC already struggling with the perception of the top-end programs in that conference, and people think that conference isn't necessarily as deep as it once was or strong as it once was, Louisville's not doing a lot to sort of prop up the conference here. Nah, man. um, it's, It's sad to watch. And, you know, I mean, obviously being in Memphis, you know, that used to be a high-profile rivalry between those two programs. Mm-hmm. And so you just you – know, you come to expect a certain level of, you know, excellence um, and a standard there that Kenny Payne is just not coming close to, to reaching. Uh, at no point in his tenure did it ever look uh, like he was going to do that. Um, I really don't know what – they're waiting on. Uh, and I will say like, this is, you know, this is the, the, the peril of hiring a former player because eventually if it doesn't go well, you have to make that decision. And Kenny Payne mm-hmm. is a, is a story Cardinal. I mean, he won a championship with them back in the eighties. He played four years. He was a first round draft pick. He's a guy that's beloved, you know, by that place. And now you have to do the hardest thing, which is, you know, tell him that he doesn't have a job here anymore at his alma mater. I mean, I've, I know, it, again, as a Memphian, because they had to do it to Larry Finch. And it took a long time for this city uh, and this program to recover from that because it just left such, such a big emotional scar that you had to do that to, you know, one of your favorite sons. And so Louisville and Memphis are very similar in that way in terms of basketball tradition. Mm-hmm. It's not an enviable position, but it's one that I think they know I mean, we could sit here and we could go through the whole year if you want. You want to see him get bludgeoned in ACC play, get beat the hell up. But I think all precincts are reporting on pain. And uh, I think the answer is he's got to go. 
Yeah, four and six, Choppy. They've got losses to such juggernauts as Arkansas State and DePaul and uh, Chattanooga. Uh, It's -hmm. falling apart there. And, you know, we can talk about the top of the ACC and whether the ACC gets screwed in a year where maybe Duke has a down year or UNC has a down year. you know, when, when Clemson is the flag bearer for the conference, this isn't a knock against Clemson. Clemson is a damn good team this year. They're still undefeated, but it, it seems to take a little bit of the bloom off the ACC rows. And when a program like Louisville is as down and out as they are now, it's not helping the conference as a whole. It's not the, the rising tide is not lifting all boats, as the saying goes. No, it's not. Um, you know, part of the problem is, is that, you know, also like this is this is what happens when you lose a legendary coach and. You know, a lot of teams figure this out. Like, you know, Duke is going to have, you know, Duke's going through this now with uh, with Shire, uh, you know, Carolina. I know they make it run with Herbert, but I mean, they're figuring out it ain't, it ain't as easy when you don't have Dean Smith and Roy Williams and Coach K or Rick Pitino. Um, you know, some programs are immune to that. You know, I know Kentucky fans weren't exactly, you know, they thought they had a great coach at Tubby Smith. They weren't thrilled with him, though. Um, you know, they, they, they had, uh, you know, Billy Gillespie. He, you know, he, he didn't work out there. There's been plenty of coaches that have gone to places that historically win. And for some reason, whatever reason, they're just a bad fit. They're just a bad fit sometimes. Uh, UCLA has found this out uh, the hard way at certain points. Um, yeah, it's look, they're a really good program. They're far too good of a program to be on the times that they are. But, I mean, I guess every program is going to have a, re- a, a down stretch. Um, maybe not this bad. But they're all going to yeah. be down at some point. Michigan State's going through a bad stretch right now. Yeah, you're right. They, they haven't been able to get their sea legs at all. So real quick, since, since you mentioned Michigan State, they're one of the games, big games being played uh, that we'll, we'll get into in a couple of minutes. But let, let's talk about some of the, the programs that are playing well um, and national championship odds. Arizona, Purdue going to meet each other. We'll touch on that as well in a couple of minutes. But they're both 10-1. to 1. Kansas, 11-1. to 1. UConn and Marquette, 14-1. to 1. Houston, 16 to one. Um, John, just your national title favorite right now. If you had to put down a bet, it's early, man. A lot of these teams have played one or no no conference games at this point. But um, as you look at it right now, uh, if you had to place a national title bet, who you got about 45 seconds? Uh, uh, UConn, again. I mean, I just, I I think they're built for another run. I mean, obviously, uh, a big man there in the middle, Clean Kong. Love him. Um, they're obviously Tristan Newton came back, and a lot of the pieces that were producers last year are, are still there. Um, so they know how to do it. They know how to win in March. They know how to survive in advance. And I'm just not really compelled by anybody else right now. I mean, I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not there yet. So I'd say UConn would yeah. be probably the the value for me. Yeah, I, I mentioned them last week, right at the end of the show, and. Choppy, is it? I mean, is it a clean sweep, or are we all looking? Is is it more? Is it more a case of what John mentioned there? Like, hey, there's nobody else that's really knocking our socks off yet that we we just default to the reigning champ. It's a big part of it. I mean, everybody's got uh, you know, you know, Kansas didn't look great against uh, what Marquette, um, you know, Purdue. Uh, Purdue could be a team, but look, I mean, I, I think UConn's probably it. I saw I saw the the cool stat the other day that the, if you rank the top twelve. Uh, in the week six AP poll, the last 19 champs have come from that. So that's a good start. <laughs> Check that box, baby. The week Check six the bo- AP poll, it's done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Uh, well, 
Speaking of the A people, a lot of big ranked teams are on the road facing big matchups. We got a big one, in fact, in Indianapolis where Arizona and Purdue play Saturday night. We talk about that game and a few other of those big ones before we turn our attention towards the early start to bowl season. It's all on the way alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and this is Beck QLU.